0: Hey, y'all. You're listening to Damsels in Detroit, the podcast all about women from the city that are killing it in their industries. I'm your host, Evan Webb. Each week, I invite a damsel to come on and talk with me about their life, careers, and why Detroit girls do it better. Hey, y'all. We're back with another episode of Damsels in Detroit. This is episode 43, and we're going to be talking about fashion and beauty, two of my favorite things, Mm -hmm. with one of my favorite people, Um, Kimberly Dobine. So I'm going to read her bio and then we will get into our questions. Kimberly Dobine is a visionary event producer, moderator and lifestyle brand curator, redefining what it means to be popular. Kimberly is an executor of all things womanhood, media and beauty as the owner of Posh and Popular LLC, founder of the Fashion and Beauty Summit and the Posh and Popular Foundation. Since its inception in 2013, Postion Popular has evolved into an international and multidimensional brand that allows Kimberly to serve women immeasurably. An originator within the blogging industry, Kimberly transformed her fashion blog into the immersive platform which thrives today. Kimberly combines grace, grit, and faith to inspire others to do the same. Understanding all too well the consequences of being crippled by fear, she charges forward in her servitude and remains steadfast on her journey of becoming a respected figure of impact. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. How are you? Good. I'm glad to see you. I just yes. been seeing you on Instagram. <laughs> I know it, it
1: feels so great to see people. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I've been in the house all year. Yeah. Um, which is very
0: interesting for me. Right, because you're so social. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but it's also been a good thing for me because mm-hmm. um, I had an excuse to be still. Yeah. And I appreciated it. So, mm-hmm. yes. But it's good to see you, Evan. Yes, with <laughs> your cute glasses.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Um. Okay, well, let's get started because we have a lot to cover, especially around Summit Talk, yes. as we were just talking before we um, went live. But here we go. Um, So my first question for you is, when did your love of fashion begin?
1: Wow. um, You're you're making me feel like brown sugar right now. (laughs) When did you fall in love with hip hop, right? (laughs) So I'd have to say probably very early on, probably about four or five. Mm -hmm. um, So I grew up in church, and my mom was very active in church, and so was my grandmother. Mm Mm-hmm. And my grandmother was a seamstress, so I always had, like, the frilliest dress on uh, with the ruffle socks yes, to match. and the white tights. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, back in the day, like, they really used to go all out with mm-hmm. the dresses, with the, you know, Shirley Temple, uh, you know, skirts up under them to make them full. And so um, I used to really enjoy it. Like, my, my grandmother would treat me like a little baby doll, so <laughs> her and my mom would— um, Every weekend, it seemed like every weekend we were in the store. Um, You're probably too young to remember this, but Winkleman's was was the church ladies' store, okay? Mm -hmm. And so every Saturday, we'd be in Winkleman's. My grandmother and my mom would be buying stockings. I was like, why do you guys need like six and seven pairs of stockings every week? But (laughs) apparently, Winkleman's stockings were the best. Okay. Um, I just remember them, you know, looking for outfits for church, like, you know, back then dressing for church was a big deal. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's when it really started for me. Um, and my parents, um, when they were married were very social. My dad is a social butterfly, Mm -hmm. so they would always be going to events and things like that. So just watching them get dressed. So I used to always play dress up. Um, so it started really early, but. Really where I feel like I fell in love with fashion was high school Okay, um, because I've always been an individual. And so when everyone was wearing the same stuff or doing all the trends and back then, you know, I'm dating myself, but I was uh, in school when guest jean outfits were like it, all the, <laughs> you know, all the, the rave. Right. So you had to have your Air Max or your Tune Air gym shoes, your Jordans, and your guest outfit had to match, and I did. I had a couple of those, but mm-hmm. for the most part, I always liked to stand out. Yeah. So I would wear things like chef jackets mm-hmm. and pair it with like a skinny pant and heels. I was wearing like like high heel boots in school when I was in high school, and I remember um one of my teachers, Miss Gladney. Uh, she was a computer teacher. I was, a, did
0: you go to Renaissance? Yes. I girl. Went to Renaissance. Yes. <laughs> and so Miss
1: Gladney would, she, I would be walking down the hall and I'd hear her talking to another girl. You see the way she's walking down the hall? Now that's confidence. That's how you walk down the hall. Would you oh, head held high?
0: She was nice to you. Yes. Oh, okay.
1: Oh, but it, it wasn't always that way. She, my ninth grade year old, oh, she was not nice to me. Oh my God. I think it was, you know, just, I was never phased by, you know, mm-hmm. people's actions or attitudes. I was just always me. Yeah. And so one of the things that I did to kind of um, set myself apart or make myself comfortable was with fashion. Mm-hmm. And so because, you know, to be truthful, while my dad always did well, um, money wasn't always available to me. Mm-hmm. You know, that was a season in my life where my parents had just gotten divorced and I was going through a lot of things, and you know, my mom was going through a lot of things, so I never felt comfortable asking for money all okay. the time. So I would, you know, do little jobs. Uh, I got my first job at Banana Republic. Mm-hmm. Me, and my best friend Joy Winings. That's where that was our first job, Banana Republic at Somerset.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, mm-hmm. then I left there and worked at a spree, and um, it just kind of blossomed. But I always was like in fashion shows in school and talent shows in school coming up with costume ideas or, you know, this is what we're going to wear. And I used to make stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a friend um, that he was my best friend in high school. His name was Daryl. We used to make, you know, T-shirts and paint our jeans. And, you know, and I had another friend, uh, Fallon, who used to cut up the jeans and she was just like super talented. And I used to wear, uh, I don't know if you remember the style when the girls wore the bandanas with all the rhinestones on them. (laughs)
2: <laughs> that was me, and
1: I used to make them. I used to make them myself, and you know, so stuff like that. So it was just an outlet for me. It was just something to take my mind off of other things. So I just, I mm-hmm. always loved fashion, but I think high school was where you know my love really, really blossomed.
0: Yeah, yeah. Same for me, but you definitely went there when there was no dress code because yeah. they definitely were like, oh yeah, no. I,
1: keep- <laughs> I went, I went in the era where there was, uh, fashion clicks, So. Mm-hmm. There was a, a polo click, a Tommy click. Um, you had the AX girls that wore our <laughs> money exchange all the time. Um, you know, and everybody loved dressing. Mm-hmm. Like back then, it, high school was a fashion show. Yeah. So you looked forward to seeing what certain people would wear. Mm-hmm. There were certain people that just always dressed. Yeah. And so because I couldn't necessarily afford all the high end labels, I mean, you're talking about kids wearing yeah. iceberg uh moschino mm-hmm. like dolce and gabbana versace like all the time yeah. right and so while i had a couple of those pieces i knew how to mix and match and right. i would wear things i would wear things over and over and people would swear i was wearing brand new clothes mm-hmm. but i always knew how to style myself and um just create something out of nothing yeah and so that's probably how I've kind of grown into the person that I am because I can take nothing and make it out of something. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that's that's where it started the the halls of Renaissance High School.
0: <laughs> yes. God bless those halls. <laughs> I don't know how I didn't get suspended because I was never in dress like I don't even understand how. But I
1: guess because when you guys were there, mm-hmm. the school was bigger at that point. Yeah, so they had to do something to kind of regulate because you when we were there. My class was the class that designed the school that you guys went to, Mm -hmm. right? So, when we were there, it was small. Like, my graduating class was, like, 170 people. Okay. So, I mean, to give you perspective, like, we are a family. Like, all Mm -hmm. of my closest friends, to this day, we all went to high school together. Right. So, it's just different. Yeah. Um... So yeah, you guys had to wear a uniform. It was too many of y'all. <laughs>
0: I am like, yeah, I to this day, don't show me a pair of khakis." I think i was like PTSD like I'm yes. going to start crying. <laughs> I know, I understand. <laughs> so how would you describe your style today? Today,
1: mm-hmm. literally today, um casually chic. Mhm. Um I have I feel like I evolve every year in my style everybody knows me for like fluffy pretty frilly things and blingy things mm-hmm. but lately you know and and it has nothing to do with quarantine it okay. really just has to do with my lifestyle um the things that I do being a mom mm-hmm. um I have to be comfortable now yeah you know I love being you know suited and booted but for me functional Um, Fashion is the most important. So, athleisure really. Um, I love like um, athleisure. um, Yeah, I I like, like you said, I got my jeans, my t shirt, my blazer on Mm -hmm. today. Like, this is a uniform for me at this point because it's easy, it's quick, because I don't typically have a lot of time anymore like I used to. Like, I used to have time where I could plan my outfits and Mm -hmm. wear. Honey, having a two-year-old, you're like, let me, what's <laughs> clean today, right? So for me now, everything has to be functional, um, and, and it has to be um, multi-purpose. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of the pants that I wear have to be um, pants that I can dress up or down. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I like things that are comfortable now, but I still like very clean, clean lines. But I think I'm leaning more towards classic chic. Um, yeah. I've always kind of been a classic dresser. I've never been a trendy person um, where people will wear the same, like you never really see me wearing the same stuff. Everybody is wearing because right. I like what I like, but now I'm leaning more so to- towards that, like Ralph Lauren classic, um, you know, all American, you know, t- I hate to use that phrase, mm-hmm. but I mean, I that's the only mean. thing to describe <laughs> it um, type of look. Cause it's just easy for me yeah. um, right now. And it, it, it's never
0: inappropriate. Right. You know? Like, you can never have too many blazers or yes. too many tees. Yes. I mean, I feel like I'm a jean queen at this point. I yeah. don't know how many pairs of jeans I have, yes. but different cuts and styles and washes definitely can take something to the yes. next level, so. Yes. I feel
1: and I actually have to do better with denim. Um, I used to be a denim queen. Like, I have stuff that I can't fit anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I'm dating myself, but, like, True Religion, Hudson Jeans, Mm -hmm. um, Rockin' Republic, Mm -hmm. um, Robin's Jeans. You remember Robin's Jeans? I'm like, I paid $300 for these jeans. Like, what was I thinking? I was still (laughs) thinking. But but I'm like. (laughs) I might lose weight. I might be able to fit them because, you know, I was tiny. I was real tiny. So now I got a little hip, (laughs) a little
2: booty now, you know.
1: So I'm like, you know, but I was like, I can always sell them. I hear everybody in Chicago still rocking Robin's jeans. I was like, maybe somebody in Chicago want to buy them. I don't know. Yeah. But um, I have to get better at buying jeans. I'm I'm more so a slack girl now. Like, I'll buy more slacks because it's easy. Mm Mm-hmm. Cause I can wear it out to dinner. I can wear it to a meeting. Right. I can go on a date. Um, but yeah, it just it just got to be sexy,
0: clean, sh- and chic. Okay. Yeah, those yeah. are three good words. Yeah. I think so. You started blogging back in 2013. Mm-hmm. So honestly, in the blogging world, that is like you're an OG, pretty much. Ancient. Ancient. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I was, like, kind of sorted, like, dipping my toe yeah. in blogging. But it wasn't, like, a full-fledged, like, how it kind of is now.
1: Yeah. And, um, and
0: to be honest, I started blogging back in 2008.
1: Okay. Because I used to blog when I was a pageant girl. Mm-hmm. So I started blogging, and then I just kind of stopped. Yeah. So picking it back up, I was like, oh, people are actually paying attention to these yeah. now. So, yeah, but 2013, yeah, it's old
0: (laughs) (laughs) so what gave you the idea to start blogging and then how would you say I mean one is is obvious I think the monetary aspect of it Mm -hmm. but how would you say that the industry has changed from when you started to now so the idea
1: honestly came when I lived in LA and my I call him my mentor slash uh, he's my unofficial, like, business manager. Mm-hmm. same name is uh, Juan Roberts. He's like an uncle. Um, his daughter and I are very close. We, we call each other cousin. Like, mm-hmm. we grew up together in church. And, um, but he's been a marketing and advertising genius for as long as I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I was living out there, um, he basically was, like, managing me during my pageant um, stint. And he said, you should really consider blogging. And so when I did the pageant blog, he said, you know, he actually gave me a character. He gave me a whole persona and everything. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I I, I didn't know where blogging was going to go. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of hesitant. Right. But he came up with this whole concept of. Um, something called Keep It Funky Girl. Okay. And I would do, like, stuff where I would, you know, basically what I'm doing now, but my tagline would always be, like, keep it funky or, you okay. know, something like that. You know, I was like, that's kind of lame. I don't like it. <laughs> but he was right in terms of what he was talking about, where blogging was going to go. So, honestly, that's where it came from. Okay. I had no clue. I just knew I loved to write because I was a songwriter. Mm-hmm.
0: So, yes, because you sing. Yeah, and we both love Brandy, but yes. we won't get into that today. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I, you know, I was like, well, I can write. You know, I I don't mind writing. Um, and at that at that point, I was really kind of going back and forth on the music thing. I was like, I don't know if this is for me. Okay, you know, back then, um, you had to be, you know, in your teens coming up to essentially get on and right. At that point, I was embarking on like turning 24, 25. So that was old. Right. So I was like, I got to figure out something else to do. And, um, he knew I wanted to go to law school. That's still a dream. I'm still going to do that. I don't care if I'm 40 and I graduate, Mm -hmm. I'm still going to go to law school. But, um, he was like, you can use your blog as a platform for other things. And so I was like, okay. So when I left LA and I moved to Atlanta, um, it was always kind of in the back of my mind, but I didn't know what I wanted to do with it. But while I was in Atlanta, um, I was working in retail because I couldn't find a job. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what it was. Two thousand eight, when the you know the worst recession mm-hmm. ever happened, um, I couldn't find a job in my industry. I was um, I left LA, leaving uh, one of the top law firms in the country um, as a marketing coordinator. Okay, and could not find a job in Atlanta. So I was like, well, I got a reach strong retail background. So back to retail it is. Mm-hmm. So, um, I was a retail manager at United Colors of Benetton. Um, and then ended up at Karen Mill in London, which was, um, an amazing brand. Um, London based designer, uh, very fitted, clean lines, you know, pencil skirts, dresses, like very European chic clothes. Mm-hmm. um, So I worked there for a few years before I was finally able to get a job back in the finance world or in the I won't even say back because I left marketing completely at that point. So I was I went into finance, but um, my friends looked at me as their fashion stylist, um, their resource, any question they had about makeup, hair, Mm -hmm. fashion. They would bombard me. And this, yeah. this was consistent in my life. This wasn't like a every now and then. Like my friends would come up to the store when they knew I was working and bring other things into the store and yeah. say, okay, what goes with mm-hmm. this? So that was a normal thing for me. And um, I remember uh, when I was working in finance, you know, I always enjoyed it, but I was kind of bored. Yeah. Um and so I would always kind of do like little styling things on the side. So I had clients that I would still style mm-hmm. and um you know, do th- different things for shop for. I used to personal shop in Atlanta. And um I had a friend who um was also like a, a prayer partner essentially. Mm-hmm. And she said I had a dream. And she, she had no idea what I was praying about. Um what I knew I wanted to do. But I, I, you know, I was praying to God. I said, God, I'm, I'm so sick of people asking me, um, all this fashion advice and all this stuff, and they don't want to pay me. Yeah, you know what <laughs> I mean. So, help me figure out a way to do this and to monetize this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because back then, you know, owning a store was like a huge deal, but yeah. it also seemed so unattainable mm-hmm. back then, right? So I was like, I want to store eventually, but I want to do something in the meantime to kind of supplement that. Mm -hmm. So um, I remember she said clear as day. She was like, I had a dream and I saw you um, with websites. She said, I saw websites and it was just all fashion and beauty. And she said there was um, there were women everywhere and Mm -hmm. they just looked to you as a resource, even in business. Like, I mean, she basically prophesied. <laughs> yeah. She prophesied everything that I was in prayer about, but wasn't really sure. Mm-hmm. So that was back in what? 2012, I believe. Okay, And it was right before um, I essentially um, was in prayer and God was moving me back to Detroit. Mm-hmm. So I remember, um, when God told me I was moving back to Detroit and my husband was here and I was going to launch my businesses here, I was going to do all this here. And I was like, ain't no way I'm going back to Detroit. <laughs> I was like, God, if you want me to go to Detroit, you're going to have to send a helicopter. You're going to have to pay for everything because I'm not moving back to Detroit. I was like, that's not happening. Mm-hmm. Out of the blue, I got a call from Quicken Loans. Mm-hmm. I hadn't put a resume out, hadn't done a thing. Okay, And... They were like, we got a hold of your resume. We want you to come for an interview. They paid for all my moving expenses. Okay. That was that was something that Quicken Loans did not do. Okay. Okay. So I was like, okay, God, maybe you are like serious, <laughs> right? So, um, and and so in that process, I came up with the the brand name Posh and Popular.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I just kind of sat on it. Um, I told a couple people about it. Um and I was like, I'm going to launch this. And, you know, God told me specifically to launch it on September 17th. Okay. Um, I was moving back here. That was 2013. So mm-hmm. I was just kind of preparing. So, I, you know, figured out. I was like, you know, I got to do this the cheapest way possible. So um, I connected with EQA. I don't know if you're familiar with EQA. She's an awesome web designer. She's okay. from here. She actually lives in Atlanta now. Okay. And, um. Uh, I said cure." and you know I just need a, a cute blog template doesn't have to be anything major just I just need a logo mm-hmm. and I said you know I just want to do this blog because I am sick of my friends you know texting <laughs> me and panty. calling me about fashion advice so I'm going to just refer them to the site and that'll be I can just put everything there mm-hmm. and I'm going to use this site as a portfolio to eventually launch what I thought was going to be a styling business or okay. something that's what my thought was yeah but Clearly, God had other plans. And, yeah, so long story short, everything that my friend prophesied has literally come to pass. And because I don't want to leave this part out, Mm -hmm. I knew it was true because I had launched the blog in 2013.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um, And I was singing praise and worship at my church um, for the youth department and we were going to a rehearsal and some random lady was just just walked into church she was in the wrong place she thought she was at the word network
0: okay and
1: she was looking for the word network or something and she was like can i talk to you and some i, I don't even know what nationality she was she mm-hmm. wasn't black but she wasn't white she might have been like uh of hispanic descent mm-hmm. but i wasn't sure you know but she literally prophesied every single thing everything that my friend had um, said her dream was about she said the same thing and it was I was hysterical yeah because she didn't even know you she didn't know me but the killing part about it was she just vanished like when I tell that story I'm like she she literally just vanished (laughs) because she said everything she needed to say to me and she was gone Mm -hmm. but she said um you will have a global impact I see TV shows. I see, you know, all these different websites. I see organizations. Like, she just kind of called out everything. Mm -hmm. She was like, it's all going to be fashion and beauty based, but it won't be the only thing that you do. Like, she just kind of went in. I was like, okay. I was like, well, I don't know how I'm going to do all of this. Yeah. But I'm going to trust you, God. And and literally, that's all I've been doing. We need to find this lady. We need to find this lady. (laughs) Because when I tell you, it was like, I was like, was she an angel? I've never seen her mm-hmm. since. I've never crossed paths. Yeah. I, this lady didn't know me. I've never seen her before in my life. Yeah. And literally after she prophesied, she left the bathroom. And I was kind of, because I was in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I was kind of hysterical. And then I I walked out to try to see where she was. And she was like nowhere to be found. And, that's like, crazy. I was asking people, like, did you see this lady leave the bathroom? They were like, what lady? Oh, my God. That's, like, out of a movie. <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> so I was like, maybe that was God's way of confirming everything for me. But that's that's literally what happened. And, um, yeah. I think that's the first time I've ever shared that story mm-hmm. on a podcast. So you're welcome, Evan. Thank you. <laughs> I love when people do that. It
0: makes me feel very <laughs> exclusive and special. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the name posh and popular, I feel mm-hmm. like when people think popular, they think of, like, somebody that's not nice or, mm-hmm. like, snooty. Right. But what does popular mean for you? Because you are yeah. not those things. Yeah. At all.
1: So I've always been that girl who knew everybody.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And you, you are.
1: Could, <laughs> and, but I could kind of navigate any type of circle. Mm-hmm. Right? And... I've always been the type of person that it didn't matter what room I was in, I could make a friend, mm-hmm. right? Um, believe it or not, I have very introverted tendencies. I'm a mixture. I'm not an extrovert. I'm that mix. I can't remember what it's called. Um, but there's a, a mixture between introvert and extrovert.
0: There is a word and I can't and think of and I cannot it right now think either. of it.
1: <laughs> but I'm one of those people that I can be in a room full of people and I'll zone in on one person. Mm-hmm and by the end of the night that one person's like you're my best friend. Okay. Right? So that's always kind of been my personality, but I it's like if somebody says, well my maiden name is Brown, Kim mm-hmm. Brown. Someone's like, "You know Kim Brown?" Like that that's always kind of been the thing. Um I was I've always been a very active person. Um mm-hmm. in college I was, you know, a class queen, I was in SGA, I was um, in every organization you can think of on campus, I pledged everything, <laughs> you know, I was in SAI, I'm a Delta, you mm-hmm. know, uh, shout out to my sorors. Um, I was in other business, uh, fraternities. And so I've always kind of just been a social butterfly in the sense that I did things that I felt would be beneficial to me in the long run. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I, I never had a problem with doing things that would position me for, um, other things i believe in building relationships yeah. and so um that's where the popular part came from mm-hmm. cuz i don't i don't meet a stranger i believe that um we're one person away from our destiny right yeah. um me being nice to someone has always opened doors for me mm-hmm. just by being friendly and being kind to people. People have done things for me. Strangers have literally done things for me that mm-hmm. none of my closest friends have ever done for yeah. me just because I was I was kind. Mm-hmm. Um and so I do I take that as a compliment when people say you're you're not like that, you know, cuz I'm I I despise mean girls. Listen. Actually, it 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 <laughs> does something to me and I I don't know how to be fake, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know how to be quiet about something that I feel is wrong. So a lot of times I have to walk away from certain things because I I have grown to understand that I can't fight every battle. Mm -hmm. And some people have to learn things for themselves. Right. And some people need to learn about other people for themselves, right? So that's what happens when you're in your 30s, right? (laughs) So, but for for me, being, I've never been concerned about being liked Mm -hmm. as much as I've been concerned about having people's respect. Right. And so um it just has always translated into people like really um appreciating me as a mm-hmm. person. I can't you know I, I it would be ridiculous for me to assume that everybody I've ever encountered absolutely loves me. Right. But I've I've I I pride myself on being a person that leaves people feeling better than they did mm-hmm. before they were in my presence. Mm-hmm. I I want to leave you better. Than when you were when you were around me, yeah. And so whether or not um, I speak to people all the time, I feel like the type of person that I am, you can't forget if you've ever experienced me. And that's not a that's not a brag. It's just some people are like that. Like you have you know you have ex boyfriends that you be like I'll I'll never forget them. Like mm-hmm. you know doesn't mean that they're perfect for you, but there was something about them that. Stood out to you or, um, right, or left
0: an impact or left an heart.
1: impact or resonated with you deeply. Mm-hmm. And so I've always wanted to be that for people, even in the in, in a small way, it doesn't mean I'm, you know, going to be able to pay your rent or your mortgage right. or nothing like that, but <laughs> Wait, that nice. you know, no. exactly. But I mean, <laughs> you know, for some people, you know, me taking the time to really hear them or pray for them or, um, buy a cup of coffee for them mm-hmm. just out of the blue or pay for lunch, you know, That, you know, makes people's day. So um, that's where the popular came from. And I just love people. I love to laugh. Yeah. Um, I'm a silly person. Like, I I think um, to know me is to know I love to laugh. Like, Mm -hmm. I love humor. Like, everything for me is a joke. Not everything. But you know what I mean? No, I know what you mean. (laughs) Like, I want to have fun. Mm -hmm. And so I think people like that. Um, And so, yeah, you know, I used to love to party. Clearly don't do that much because I'm... (laughs) grown look (laughs) husband and a baby you'd be like party at home quarantine party yes we love a good house party right (laughs) but i used to love to just be out and about i just love social things Mm -hmm. so i think that's where again the popular came from and the posh part my friends have deemed me the fancy friend okay so um i have another friend who's way more fancy than me um Cherie she lives she's a fashion designer she lives in Atlanta we went to college together Mm -hmm. she's honey she's way more fancy than me (laughs) but um everybody deems me the fancy friend and so that's where the posh part came from like I just love nice things and um nice things doesn't always equate to spending a lot of money I just like creating atmospheres and ambiance and experiences Mm -hmm. so my friends always tease me, like, you always picking these bougie restaurants? Or these, Correct. You know, <laughs> or these bougie. Th- and then when they get there, they're like, oh, this was so okay, nice. Okay, listen. And I'm like, oh, you see what I'm saying? you Now know. y'all
0: trying to go back. Exactly. Without me.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, but I just, I love experiences. I mean, yeah. clearly you've seen that. I mm-hmm. love just creating moments for people and experiences. <laughs> and um, I just like beautiful things. Yeah. And so um, that's where the posh came from. so. I've always had Champagne Taste, and I've always known how to do things with Champagne Taste on a beer budget. Mm -hmm. So that's where it came from. So I wanted to have a brand that kind of embodied who I was and showed people you can be all of those things and still be grounded and still be approachable and still be kind and still be um, someone that can, you know, create community anywhere you go. Right. Uh, So that's where the name came from.
0: I think we're similar in that regard because Mm -hmm. I don't think that people really understand that being nice does – Take you far. I mean, I'm not yeah. saying you have to be a doormat or, you know, yeah. a pushover. Oh, but it's I'm none of those things. It's, it's <laughs> Nothing in me wants to be mean to somebody. Yeah. Nothing. I mean. Nothing. I'm not quick to anger. Like, I'm mm-hmm. like, I might get irritated or whatever. But at yeah. the end of the day, I'm still just like. Yeah. And I, I will <laughs> say, now, I, I'm i not quick to anger, but I'm quick
1: to irritation. Mm-hmm. Like, things do irritate me yes. quickly. Just because <laughs> I'm a very logical person. Like, I'm a yes. very. um like quick thinker mm-hmm. so some stuff I'm like why would you do it like yeah that? like or, I, I use a lot of common sense mm-hmm. like I feel like I'm very common sense smart again I don't know what the word for that is because mm-hmm. there's a word for everything but um you learn as you grow that a lot of people lack common sense Ooh, so child. my <laughs> that's where my um frustration level or my impatience yeah. kind of kicks in So I've been growing in that area. God has been working on me. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but I do, I also am very self-aware. Yeah. Which I think people appreciate about me. And that is something that a lot of people lack. Yeah. Like I know, (laughs) I like, I'm like, I know when I'm being mean or I know Mm -hmm. when I'm being irritated. And I know when I'm in a bad mood, which is why nobody has ever seen me in a bad mood Mm because I stay at home. Right. Right. Like, when I know I'm in a bad mood, I'm just like, no. Because I, I hate to it? be the
0: one to, like, I don't know if you've ever been out with somebody and they yeah. just, in their head or whatever, don't yeah. want to be there, and they are just bringing, it's just bringing the energy of the oh room my. down. That literally makes me want to put the table. Because like, I'm just like, be you like, you don't stay don't stay have to home. be here. Yeah, just stay
1: at <laughs> home. So that I'm very self-aware. Mm-hmm. I think people appreciate that. So when I'm not in a good space, I'm like, no, I'm going to stay at home. Or, you know, even if I am down and I need to pick me up, generally if I'm out I'm gonna be in a good mood because I want to be right in a good mood or I want to feel better so mm-hmm. um so yeah yeah I, I think self-awareness is key though yes yeah
0: for y'all that are not so aware, <laughs> it's not too it's not too late to <laughs> try to figure it out <laughs> Um, so I want to talk about the fashion and beauty summit which we've mentioned a little bit um as we've been talking but it's a great event it's for those of you that don't know a really big fashion and beauty event that Kim plans on her own um, <laughs> I can't remember what year the first one was 2016 okay but I remember going and I was just like I like her this was fun this <laughs> is very cute and like very well put together yes which I am definitely like I don't because fashion events everybody wants to do one right yeah. but then they often become very monotonous yes you walk away and you feel like you didn't really yes. gain anything or it wasn't super personable but I yes. felt the total opposite about yours, mm-hmm. and I love that it was in the city. Yes. Um. So, can you just kind of talk about like all that goes into the event because it's even bigger now. I mean, yeah. you have hundreds of people. You have all of these like very well-known speakers. Um. So, just how do you even go hmm. about planning it? Sometimes I don't even know how <laughs> plan it. The, so I'm gonna get to it in a second,
1: but I still am baffled how 2017 happened mm-hmm. because I was sleep. I was pregnant, no one <laughs> knew, and I slept, Feel, it feels like all of August and September. I don't know how that summit <laughs> happened. I just want to put that out there. But um, it really just starts, for me, well, I'm not a stranger to events, mm-hmm. right? Like, I have a, um, um, a background in event planning and management. Like, I've done a lot. <laughs> yeah. So, what I do what I did when I did the first summit was I just started with an agenda. Mm -hmm. I wrote down everything I wanted to see in an event because I had gone to so many events and I was like, I felt like you. I was like, it was cool. I saw a few people, you know, but I didn't feel like I left with anything. Mm -hmm. So I literally, I, you know, went into prayer and then, um, I was like, What do I want to see? And that's really how it started. Um, I believe you cannot do anything without God being at the forefront. So every summit will always start with what I call the beauty from the inside out Mm -hmm. um, keynote address. And that's typically a woman of faith. Mm -hmm. I always want a woman of faith to kind of start us off in the day. And it honestly sets the tone for the day. Every year people are like, no one had a bad attitude. Yeah, everybody was super nice. Mm-hmm. like this was just like the most amazing thing is because I believe in starting it off. Listen, there aren't too many things you can start off with prayer that people gonna jack up, <laughs> right And there aren't too many things that you can start off with real um, uh, a real meat and potato type. And I say that real country. <laughs> Potato. Potato. <laughs> um, um a real um people want to hear what other people are unwilling to say to them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And sometimes it has to come from people that they don't know. Mm-hmm. And so having a woman of faith start us off to tell you this is the way you build, you know, um, whether or not you are a woman who um frequents church or not, whether you're a Christian or not, these principles are still going to help you be grounded in anything you do business-wise. Character. Mm -hmm. The things we just talked about. Character. um, How to speak to people. um, You know, keeping your word. um, Being kind. Not getting frustrated when things don't go according to your plan, right? Understanding that, God's plan is more important or greater than our plan. And so kind of starting it off with that, I think was very important to me. Um so that was the first thing on my agenda. Mm-hmm. And then I said, you know, I want the panel, I want to have no more than two panel discussions. Um and because this is a fashion and beauty event, I want there to be demonstrations. I want there to be tutorials right. because women listen, Everybody can't go to the hair salon all the time. Everybody can't go get their makeup done all Mm -hmm. the time. And so having women that are professionals come in and teach you or at least give you instruction on how to do your own makeup or how to properly curl your hair. Or um, if you're a natural, you know, I love having the natural tutorials. Um, That's a big thing to me. You know, different styles that you can do. Um, having the, uh, the, the breakout sessions and the demonstrations were really important to me because it gave some, uh, gave our attendees something tangible. Right. Right. Um, but the, the panel discussions, because I feel like there are so many events with panel discussions. I was like two is enough, but the topics have to be things that I see people saying they have issues with, Mm -hmm. um, the topics have to resonate even with me.
2: Right. As the planner,
1: right? It needs to be something that I can learn from. Yeah. I don't want to have an event where I feel like I'm the one that knows everything. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's not going to work. I want to have an event that everyone that's a part pours something different and provide real information and tangible resources. And I make it a point to bring women that I feel have similar mindsets as I do in, in the sense that they don't mind sharing their ups and their downs. Right. Um, they don't mind being honest about how they got to the point that they got to, whether mm-hmm. it was being homeless for a while, whether it was losing friends, whether it was sacrificing, you know, driving a nice car for six years, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just really important at the end of the day to know what it is you want to focus on during each event. Right. So I always start with the agenda. Um, and now because I've been doing it so long, it is what it is. So now we just let it evolve. Okay. I don't want to talk about that anymore. Um, I, I have more people that are interested in styling now. Mm -hmm. So now I'm like, I gotta have a stylist breakout session at some point. Um, that's what we wanted to try to do for 2020, but clearly, COVID, um, that's
0: running, <laughs> ruining everything. But you know,
1: whatever people are asking for, I try to pay attention to. I don't mm-hmm. try to stick to just um, what I think is cool. Right. I want to do things that people are are saying. This is what I need help with. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd be surprised that, you know, the 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 our um girl protector brand breakout session. You know, I have attorneys come every year. You would be surprised that people don't know how to get an LLC or how to get a tax ID or how to file a trademark or, you know, that it's important to have a lawyer to file a trademark or how to copyright, like all of these things. And so, um, you know, I just felt like it's important to have um, topics and discussions that center around things that people can really implement into their business. You know, it's not enough for me to just have a cute event and be like, okay, everybody looks cute. and It was fun. See you
0: next year. Right.
1: (laughs) Like I want people to come back and be like, after coming to your event, my business grew. It doubled. I doubled in revenue or I implemented what I heard Jackie talk about in the perfect pitch um, breakout session. And I was able to pitch to, you know, uh, uh, um, an investor and get, $50,000 $50,000 for my brand, any, like, to me, that's huge. Yeah. Even though I'm not the person that's teaching each session, because I don't know everything. Right. And it would be foolish to think you know everything. I don't, mm-hmm. which is why I bring everybody that does in. But it's just nice to feel like you're a small part in someone's mm-hmm. journey. Mm-hmm. Even speakers. Yeah. You know, I look back at the first one, I'm like, everybody on this panel at this point is a millionaire. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I can still remember, like, some of my takeaways from it, too, because when Nicole Melton did her whole presentation about, like, when you have a blog or if you have a brand or whatever, you should create an avatar so you kind of get a better idea of who your ideal customer is. And I literally have taken that, honestly, on, like, every step of my journey, whether that's, like, in my corporate job or with the stuff that I'm doing now. It really helps you center and figure out like, what is your purpose with what you're doing? Exactly. And then even I had Lindsay on my podcast um, and she presented at the second one. um, But we were talking about like magazines and how she got started in journalism. So as someone that has gone to these events, I can definitely attest to that and say like, I have taken things away and met people. And that's the thing. Yeah. I, I love that's to me, the part
1: of the popular part of my brand. Mm -hmm. I love being a connector of people. So you don't have to be my friend, but I may know somebody that could be your best friend. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, or I may know somebody that comes to an event that may end up being your mentor. Mm -hmm. It's just nice to feel like you have a small part in somebody's journey. Yeah. I met you. A lot of people say, I met my business partner at the Fashion and Beauty Summit. Mm -hmm. I met my best friend at the Fashion and Beauty Summit. I met met my accountability at the Fashion and Beauty Summit. Like, that's huge. Yeah. And so... you know, I had guests on my podcast that mm-hmm. I met at the Fashion and Beauty Summit. Like, mm-hmm. that's a big deal. And so I think that's really um, my why and why I've been doing it. But that's also um, why I think the format of our, our program works because it's working for other people.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Corona. <clears throat> oh lord. We hate her. <laughs> Ooh. She just ruined everything. So. She is she is funky. <sighs> so funky. Oh, she's no 2020 summit this year. <laughs> and <clears throat> you know, we mentioned we're like over virtual events. Yes. So 2021. Do you have an idea of what people can expect? And then do you want to talk about some of the things like leading up to that?
1: Okay. So there is no virtual event mm-hmm. because I we tired
0: of Yeah, we're um, sick of it <laughs> I, and i decided
1: that it just does not resonate with me it's not who i am it's not true to the brand mm-hmm. the the fashion and beauty summit is an experience and there's no way even if i had the best production team and we made it a whole show like what my plan was mm-hmm. it still would not resonate the same yeah and so um I decided that y'all can wait till Rona calms down we can. and we'll come back for 2021. Yeah. So right now it's tentatively set for the spring. But like I told you earlier, I think I'm going to push you back um, to late summer or back to fall, mm-hmm. I, the top of October. Um, But regardless, y'all going to have a date by January. OK. Regardless. Um, What you can expect. I feel like. 2021 is really going to be the year of rededicating yourself to your business. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about, like, oh, I'm going to, you know, get serious. Like, 2020, you should have really been getting serious. You've been in the house. We've been at home. (laughs) So so if you didn't, like, I, I had to check myself. I was like, all this stuff I haven't done. Like, you know, it took for a pandemic to happen for me to add a retail side to my brand.
0: Yeah. Like all this time. But you didn't have that time before. I didn't have it.
1: That was the thing. I didn't have the time. Mm -hmm. I was helping everybody else. Right. It takes a whole year to plan the Fashion and Beauty Summit. Mm -hmm. I never had the time to pour into my business the way I'm telling y'all to pour into y'all. So this was great for me. But in the grand scheme of things, now it's about really rededicating yourself to your vision and your purpose. Because I think that. People get so caught up in social media Mm -hmm. and the comparison game and, well, she's doing this, so I got to do that. Yeah. No, 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 no. You don't got to do nothing that you see anybody else doing. This is why we're not having a virtual summit. Mm -hmm. I'm going to (laughs) dedicate myself to staying true to who I am as a businesswoman, as a visionary, as a creator, as a creative. Yeah. And so I think that's really where I'm leaning towards for the 2021 event. Focusing on rededicating yourself to your purpose mm-hmm. and your plan. um, So that, I, I can't say too much because I don't okay. want to give away the theme yeah. that I have in mind. We've never really had a theme
0: no, for the summit. it's just a good time. It's just a good time, <laughs> right?
1: It's just, you know, a, a whole glam suite where you can get your hair, nails, makeup yeah. done. You know, gift bags valued at $100. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: breakfast. Yeah, you give you give. Good. The, oh, the goodie bags. Oh, yeah.
1: Good bags be off the chain. Yeah. Like this Full last size one. Yeah. This last one, I was like, oh, I outdid myself. Like <laughs> I had to kiss myself. Like, look at these bags. Like, but you know, I think this is going to be the start of where I begin themes. Okay. Each year. So each year we're going to have a different theme, a different look, a different topic. You know, I don't want because my brand color is pink, right? Yeah. I don't want to be married to pink Mm -hmm. for the summit, right? I want to be married to growing and I want to be married to creating new experiences for you guys. Cause it's only so much um, of a glam suite and you know, the speakers that you can, I want, I want it to really feel like, okay, no, this was a new experience. Right. So to kind of give you perspective, it may be like, you know, let's say we do something that's, close to like a sex in the city theme.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, who's your Samantha, who's your Charlotte? Who I mean, this is not the theme, but I'm just yeah. putting this out there, just right? Just
0: saying if it was. You know, <laughs> and
1: you guys come and you have your crew. Okay. You know, you know, maybe ticket packages will be for groups of 3 or 4 okay. as well. That's you cute. know, with discounts and stuff. Bring your, you know, your girlfriends and you come mm-hmm. and we'll make it a whole girlfriend thing so everything may be centered around your your business tribe yeah. or whatever you know so so stuff like that I think that creating themes is the new element for me because what I've done has worked so it's like I got to do something different to um, wow everybody because yeah. I think that's what people just come to expect they come to expect it to be better every year mm-hmm. I can't I can't get better and better and then just plateau right I just have to keep slowly growing and that's why. I didn't want to do a virtual event yeah. because I'm like the goal is to just continue to slowly get better and mm-hmm. better and better and you know maybe ten years down the line it's like all right I can pass this on to somebody else and <laughs> y'all keep it going and it's a whole thing mm-hmm. and you know I show up as the old lady that founded Not it the old like, lady. you know you know like Mary <laughs> Kay you know she show up to the conference and she wave get that one wave. Wave <laughs> and, and go head on but that's the goal the goal is to leave something behind that women can take over mm-hmm. um, and create, continue to build and create the community um, within their own community. So, but yeah, that's what, that's what I'm, I'm looking for. I don't have an idea of speakers. Yeah. No clue because there are so many amazing women even coming out of the woodworks. I'm mm-hmm. like, who
2: is this? Who is this?
1: <laughs> there's still one, there's still my golden egg that I still want. Um, and it's still very possible at this point. Cause I was like, Oh, I was like, 2020, even if the coronavirus didn't happen, there was no way possible to get this person because okay. Do you want to say events. who it is? I know. I'm never going to say okay. who it is. You will know who it is okay. when it happens. I will not say who it is, okay. but I want this person um, very, very badly okay. um, for 2021. And I'm like, it's very possible now because she chilling now, like everything cool now, you okay. know. You can't be messing with people when they in life changes, right? No. Like, when, when people are getting married and having babies or, mm-hmm. you know, moving across country or, you know, anything. You you kind of want to let them, like...
0: Yeah, enjoy that. that.
1: Yeah. yeah. At least for me. You know, some people will still try to book them. I, I'm like, I don't want to... I want to get all of you. Mm-hmm. So, I'm hoping that um this year I, I can... I can make that happen.
0: I feel like I have an idea but it's probably not right. So uh, I'm gonna just You probably know,
1: but okay. I'm don't say it cuz okay. I want it to be a surprise <laughs> just like when 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 I had Claire Somers, everybody was like, "What the heck?" Yeah, I was like you know. one of my questions was like, "How are you securing
0: <laughs> your guests? Like are you doing all of this outreach yourself?" Yes. Okay. Yes, I am
1: the publicist, I am yeah. the administration cuz at the end of the day, when you're reaching out to these speakers, they want to hear from you. Right. They want to hear why this event resonates with you. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't want to hear from no assistant or no yeah. intern. Right. So, yes, I have to, you know, sell myself. Yeah. And a lot of times, by doing that, it helps me build the relationships with right. them, too. So, now it's like, a lot of these women are my friends now. Mm-hmm. Like, I can call them and be like, can you come back? Yeah. Like, Ronnie Brown, love her. Like, I don't, I just can call Ronnie and say, can you come? she be like, okay. hmm You know, it, it's... I think again that goes back to building relationships. I think it's very important for people to really get to know you and experience you, right? Um, in your truest form. And I think, um, yeah, I don't, I don't. Even if I had an a full time assistant, I still wouldn't let them do that. Yes, yeah. that's, that's something that I f- I feel very um, connected to. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'll I'll always be the person reaching out and vetting speakers. That's good though yeah.
0: because. As someone that has to work with a lot of influencers, Mm -hmm. I have had my experience of when people get to a certain point. Yeah. I have not spoken to them. It's always through their management. Yeah. That gets so stressful. Oh, I'll
1: be speaking to managers. Oh.
0: But I'll be like, just let me talk to them, please.
1: But (laughs) but by the end, I'm going to talk to them.
0: Yeah. No, I've had some.
1: Especially when it comes to contracts. I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to talk to them. Yes.
0: Okay. I'm not even going to get into that because some of y'all have seen that on my close friends of Instagram, but yeah, it's sometimes (laughs) I'm like, it'll just be easier if we just cut this middle person out. Yeah. Let me speak to this person and let them know what I'm asking of them, what I need, who I am. Right. So that they're not confused. So that you're not relaying incorrect information. Right. Yeah. (sighs) Anywho, moving on. (laughs) (laughs) So one thing that you really, and I just have a few more questions. Oh no, you're fine. Um, So one thing that I like that you mentioned in your last answer was community because Mm -hmm. you are very giving and philanthropic. And Mm -hmm. so you have your posh and popular foundation. Mm -hmm. So would you like to talk about that and what you do?
1: Well, so I feel like the worst foundation founder ever because I feel like what I am attempting to do Mm -hmm. was very difficult because of the pandemic this year. Right. But essentially the Passion popular foundation was created and launched to help women in transition mm-hmm. and women coming out of, and by women in transition, I mean women that are coming out of prison okay, or, you know, jail mm-hmm. um, and women coming out of domestic abuse situations, um, start their own fashion and beauty based businesses and also just be a mentor, you know, community for them. Mm-hmm. Right. So, Having women in the industry, whether they're hairstylists, makeup artists, fashion stylists, um, boutique owners, salon owners, whatever, Mm -hmm. be a part of this organization. So having them come and speak to the women. um, I actually started it through the work that I've done with Goodwill Detroit. Mm -hmm. Um, And so because of COVID, it makes it very difficult to get people to wanna be around people. Yeah. Um, so you know, hopefully we'll be able to really get that ball going again for next year. Because mm-hmm. that's actually been a very sore spot for me because I wanted to do a lot this yeah. year. Um, but I also understand God's timing is always perfect. So right. I'm not gonna worry about it. But um the goal is to with the foundation, um, it be a resource. Um, And we use the summit, too, you know, so having these women come to the summit Mm -hmm. and experience that, but taking them through a whole program, right? So, um, which we'll talk about probably a little later, you know, even having them a part of the fashion and beauty collective community as well, Mm -hmm. but doing side mentor, um, side mentor, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, outreach with them, Um, prayer, you know, um talking about self care talking about hygiene you mm-hmm. know i mean basically mentorship for grown women yeah um because there are a lot of grown women that still need help and right. still need support um you can't do better if you don't know better exactly um and especially women in transition a lot of times their self confidence is not there mm-hmm. um and and this this um foundation was birthed because i have a friend who i used to work with Back in the day, we were both retail stars, like top, you know, mm-hmm. salesperson in retail. Like we were always like the cute girls in the store.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, she had a situation where, I mean, just a beautiful person inside it out, the hardest worker. Like she has just always been a go-getter. Mm-hmm. Um, had a unfortunate situation where um, she was in an accident that um, it wasn't a fatality, but the person was um, injured very um greatly and so okay. she went to jail okay um for about five years wow and so when she got out it was like she didn't miss a beat okay. like um she she uh started doing makeup she was she learned how to do makeup while she was in there mm-hmm. so when she got out she was doing makeup she did my makeup several mm-hmm. times um she went and got a real estate license she Um, is working on starting her own um, hair company. Like, Mm -hmm. just, I mean, it was like she didn't miss
0: a beat. Okay.
1: And the reality is there are women that come out of of jail that don't have that same, Mm -hmm. you know, drive or mentality. And it's not because they can't do it, but they don't think it's possible. Right. And so having women like her be a part of the organization or the foundation as a mentor was very important to me Mm -hmm. because I want them to see, If she can do it, you can do it, too. Um, And there are a lot of women like that, you know, um, that some of your favorite boutique owners and all of that. I mean, a person's past should not dictate who they are and where they go. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to um, start the foundation to be another way of helping women launch their fashion or beauty based businesses or their passion Mm -hmm. um, without them feeling insecure in the process. So it'd be more of a one-on-one experience or, um, more of a, um, intimate experience. Um, and then we, you know, just take them through different, you know, parts, you know, just like you would if you were in a, a class or a course, but you know, it's all about, you know, you and your confidence and prayer, of Mm -hmm. course. um, but, yeah, it's, it's been very difficult to not be able to really do those things this yeah. year. Um, but, yeah, so the summit would also serve as a fundraiser for the foundation as well. Um, definitely wanted to have some events that mm-hmm. would be fundraisers for the foundation. But the goal is to be able to, you know, help pay for or supplement um, one of our women to go to beauty school. Okay. You know, if she wants to go get her cosmetology license. Or helping them with the paperwork if they don't know that they can get their licenses for free, you know, through financial aid. Um, You know, if a woman says she wants to start an online store, you know, buying her a MacBook, you know, so she can do that, or whatever type of computer she needs. Mm -hmm. Um, So having the money to be able to do that is so important. So it's very important to have a foundation tied to your brand so you can take those donations and, you know, People can write them off on their taxes and it, you know, go towards your efforts. Mm -hmm. So um, and it's also just good with the summit to have a foundation tied to it because people are not leery when it comes to sponsorship. Right. You know, people think I I tell people all the time, your business has to be a business Mm -hmm. for people to want to buy into it. Right not giving you a thousand dollars you don't even have your llc you <laughs> right don't even have a or tax a working ID. website come right. on <laughs> so it's it's very important to make sure that certain business aspects are together and this didn't happen overnight i mean you know overnight for me this was work like mm-hmm. i had to figure things out i had to pay a lot of money to get my foundation even active yeah. you know what i mean I had to pay i was like listen that's not my ministry mm-hmm. i'm gonna pay somebody to do this this paperwork for me and to show me how to do this, you know? Um, So, you know, people have to understand there's a lot of investment that goes into building something, but it's all worth it. Yeah. When it's something that you're passionate about. So, but I tell people, you know, if you want to, you know, start your business or you want to be legit, make sure you got all your paperwork. Honestly. I said, yeah. LLCs
0: but aren't hard guys. They're not hard. It's only $50. Yeah. It's not
1: hard. And, you know, um, getting the tax IDs. Yeah. Easy. And, you know all the things, and that's why we have the summit because mm-hmm. there are some things people just don't know. They right. don't know, or they're
0: scared to ask because they feel yeah. like they should know. Yeah. yeah. So
1: you know, but the foundation is very near and dear to me, and I'm looking forward to hopefully being able to really go full steam because I want to have a charity event. Yeah. Um, where we raise money for the
0: foundation.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah,
0: you can know, people wanna... donate now? Even though,
1: well, I don't want to take donations okay. now. Um. And that's just me being me, yeah. right? I don't want to take any donations now because I want to make sure that my board is solid. Okay. Um, you know, so still making sure that stuff is squared away. But I want everything to be in place before I take money okay. outside of anything that I, you know, I'm specifically saying like, hey, I created this t-shirt yeah. to raise money for this. Outside of that, I don't want nobody's donation. Okay. I don't want nothing <laughs> Okay, until everything is Ready to start running. Okay. Then at that point, I'd feel comfortable taking donations.
0: Um, yeah,
1: because it's like, yeah,
0: yeah. I that's just that, me, though. though. That's just me. That's a wonderful <laughs> mission. I actually, yeah. when I was working at the city, met a woman that was incarcerated for like forty years. So she went in when she was twenty something. Wow. She's like in her sixties now, but I mean, that's very true. Like, yeah she always had a dream she wanted to be a singer she (laughs) she was like I actually auditioned for Barry Gordy but then she ended up getting into trouble and to this day she still wants to be a singer so that dream is still there but like just you know seeing how you know she felt about her or just listening to her like talk about the people that she met or watching people die or watching people get sick and it's it's crazy and then I think you People walk around with that label or that yes. stamp on them.
1: And it's not fair. I it's mean, not fair. We, we all deserve redemption. Mm-hmm. We all deserve grace. And, you know, if somebody served their time, right, you know, God can do anything, He can change anybody. I say that all the time. If somebody served their time and they've rectified their wrongs, mm-hmm. they have the right to a second chance. Exactly. And so I want to, you know, be even the smallest bit of help. Um, but even women coming out of domestic abuse, mm-hmm. you know, they sometimes, you know, are fearful to start anything because they, right. they've been abused, especially mental abuse, mm-hmm. you know, and that, that was near and dear to me because I was in a relationship where I was mentally abused. Okay. So, you know, when you have someone telling you you can't do something right. or you're not worthy or, you know, you mm-hmm. you need people to kind of validate and reassure you and, you know, um, pour into you differently. Yeah. So, I think um, having the foundation for that purpose it was really important to me because I, I just love women and I love being able to help them in any way I can. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. I have a listener question. Mm-hmm. Um, Ari XB from Instagram says Do you have any tips for being multifaceted and how to keep your branding clear while being all, all of the things? Mm-hmm. So, you got your hands in all these pots. Yeah. Like, how do you make sure? You're staying true to yourself. Um, The biggest thing is.
1: When you're gifted in different areas. That's all you know how to be. So definitely staying true to yourself is doing the things that you're passionate about. It could be two or three things. Mm -hmm. But making sure you're doing them well is the key. Um, I had a teacher that used to say you just a Jane of all trades. (laughs) And. A master of none. She said that to me. A master of none. Was it Miss Gladney? Uh -uh. Uh-uh. I I will never (laughs) repeat who it was. But I was like, who are you to tell me that I'm not a master of all these things? Because I'm doing them well. And it was because, you know, I was in a bunch of organizations. Mm -hmm. And she felt like her time was being slighted because I said, no, I can't be here for this. Because I have to be here for that. Right. It's like, I can do many things. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, But... The biggest thing is making sure that you dedicate your time to what's most important at that time, Mm -hmm. right? So for me right now, focusing on the posh and popular uh, brand and its growth is the most important thing. So I spend more time with that social media and trying to build it and create engagement and all of that. But like I told you in a minute, Y'all going to see all lifestyle stuff for me. Mm-hmm. And then you get the way I look at it at is you can do things quarterly and still feel like you're getting a lot of things done and stay true to who you are mm-hmm. this quarter. I might focus solely on lifestyle, home decor, um, my family
2: mm-hmm.
1: next quarter. I might talk nothing about, you know, uh, talk about nothing but fashion the quarter after that. I might talk about motherhood. I have the right to change right. what I want to talk about because that's what women are we're Mm -hmm. multifaceted yeah we're not just one thing we're not one dimensional and so the best way to be true to that is just to be you be authentic Mm -hmm. in whatever it is that you're doing but also make contingencies for things so like for me I feel like I'm slacking in the area of my podcast we kind of talked about that earlier
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um but I can't help a pandemic you know when I wanted to You know, record and do all these things. Nothing was open at the time. So I was like, you know what? I could do an Instagram live show. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: You know, so we did Instagram live and that's what I did. And I did it for a season. You know, you have to know when, just like TV shows, Yeah, they do them for a season. You can, you know, people put out an album and that's what it is. And then when they decide to do a new one, they can do a movie. You can do multiple things. Mm -hmm. It's just you have to do it in seasons. Yeah. So... It doesn't make sense to try to be all over the place at once. Right. Just focus on what's important to you in that moment at that time and then say, okay, the season for this is up. We'll see you next year. (laughs) Just like the summit. The summit is once a year. Mm -hmm. I see y'all once a year for the summit. But that doesn't mean that I'm not great at it because you only see it once a year. Mm -hmm. It just means that's the time for that. Right. So just stay authentic in what you enjoy. Don't do things. I say this all the time. Don't do things because you see other people doing it. Mm -hmm. Don't do things because you think it's profitable. It won't be for you.
0: Yeah. If that's your sole reason for doing it. (laughs) Yes, it won't be.
1: Like, you know, I don't have a bunch of clothes in, in my online store because it's not authentic to who I am right now. Mm-hmm. I love headbands. Yeah. That's my thing right now. So I'm going to focus on headbands and T-shirts.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's my store. So you guess what? what you I can do, do what I want to do. Yeah. If I say next year I want a whole collection, guess what? I have the freedom to do that because it's my store.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But I'm not going to do anything that does not resonate with me, that is not, not authentic to who I am in the moment, and that just doesn't make me feel good. Yeah. Oh, if stuff starts to be draining or starts to um, disrupt your peace, it's probably not for you. Mm-hmm.
0: Did I answer that question? You did. Okay. Actually very well. <laughs> <laughs> I have two more questions for you. Okay. Um. So what is next for Posh and Popular? So what are some things that you haven't done yet mm-hmm. that you want to do? That I haven't done yet that I want to do?
1: Mm-hmm. So what I haven't done yet is had a TV show. Okay. That's what I want. Um, that is my prayer. I know it sounds crazy. I am, you know, in the grand scheme of things, a small little person in this big old entertainment world. <laughs> but that's what I want. And so um, the goal is to um, uh, do pink kisses again. Okay. Um, of course, you know, I produce that myself, mm-hmm. pay for that and do all of that. But um, working on some things to um take pink kisses to another platform and make it a show so it won't be just a podcast but a show okay um so hopefully somebody will like it mm-hmm. um the fashion and beauty collective um everyone that comes to the summit is always like but I don't want the weekend to end this yeah. is so amazing I want more can we do something next weekend and I'm like no girl <laughs> So now (laughs) we're going to have the Fashion and Beauty Collective, and this is where everyone will be able to get their virtual
0: Mm -hmm. events because y'all love to be sitting in front of the computer
1: computer. (laughs) (laughs) talking to each other. Exactly. So the Fashion and Beauty Collective will launch January twenty twenty one. It will be a membership program. Mm -hmm. It is not a mentorship. I'm I'm saying this explicitly. I am not your mentor. Okay. Okay. This is not a mentorship program. This is a collective. This is a community Mm -hmm. where we have monthly topics and themes Mm -hmm. that we focus on in the fashion, beauty, media, and business world. Okay. So there will be different speakers. I will be the main, you know, facilitator, of course. Okay. So there will be um, two events a month. Okay. Right now, because we're in a pandemic, most they will probably be virtual. Mm-hmm. There will be a private Facebook group where the community can engage with one another, help one another. But the goal is to provide you monthly with different strategies for your business, your blog, your brand. Mm-hmm. So you know, one month we may focus on blogging in business, how to or uh, uh, turning your blog into a business. However, we want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. I'm just using this as an example. And we will, for that month, provide you with content and resources on how to do that, um, tangible information and steps to take, the discussions, it will be a virtual panel discussion with mm-hmm. women that have done that. Then there may be one, just one discussion. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's you, Evan, hey. anyone. But it will be event-centered around that topic for the month, mm-hmm. virtually, when... You know, Rona Leisha leaves. Whenever. Then we'll she do needs to pack it up. We will do <laughs> <over> exactly it. <laughs> we'll do one in person event a month and one virtual event a month. Mm-hmm. So the in-person event will more than likely be my ultimate sip and sleigh that I do with Lauren Daniels. Daniels, mm-hmm. my partner, um, the owner of we Sumptuous love Spirits. She was yes. on the show. And we'll do that monthly. It'll be a monthly event. Mm-hmm. So if you're a member of the Fashion and Beauty Collective, that event is free for you. Okay. The virtual is free. That's part of your membership. Mm-hmm. But it's not, you're not excluded. If you're not a member, you can just pay to come to the event. So, you know, the membership will probably be about $45 a month. Mm-hmm. And again, you'll have your two events um, each month along with discount, Passion Popular discounts. Okay. So all members will get discounts on all Passion Popular retail. All posh and popular events. So mm-hmm. the Fashion and Beauty Summit, you'll get first dibs. Um, you know, VIP pricing will be you know cheaper for you. All of that okay. stuff. So, you know, it's more of a you get it first type organization. Okay. But we want to at some point create you know leaders in these in the organization in other cities mm-hmm. that can facilitate the in person events. Okay. So the virtual ones we do, everybody can be on, right? Mm-hmm. But when we do the in-person events, you know, if you in Atlanta and you want to be a, a chapter president and you want to facilitate the event, I'll provide you with, you know, these are, everybody will have the same agenda, the yeah. same resources. So this is what you guys can do during your event or you can do whatever you want to do. It's your all event. Mm-hmm. But this is the topic. These are the discussions. You get your own speakers, mm-hmm. do whatever you want to do. Whatever money you make from that event, you give the collective uh, a donation. Right. And y'all go ahead on and do your own thing. But we want to just create a community that goes beyond the summit. Right. So more than likely, you know, um, chapter facilitators will be women that travel from (laughs) all over. Mm -hmm. You know, we have women that come literally from all over the world at this point. Um, My biggest area is... Florida. Okay. Um the DC area, so DC, Maryland, mm-hmm. New York. Um
0: Did we have a lot of West Coast? I remember there was a girl that came from New Orleans.
1: Yeah, we have we had a lot of New Orleans mm-hmm. people. Um So yeah, like in those areas if you know, I want to now I went to Alabama A&M, so I want to do I want to start doing events in Huntsville. Mm-hmm. Um and I was saying that I was actually planning to do an event this year in Huntsville, that didn't happen. Yeah. So you know, my goal is to essentially start doing events, traveling events. Okay. Not a lot of them, <laughs> but, but a couple. But at least two or two or three out the year, mm-hmm. and the collective will be, um, the purpose for that. You know, so doing the collective, and you know, maybe I go down to Huntsville and launch it there, mm-hmm. and somebody down there take that over. Yeah. You know, maybe I go to Dallas. Mm -hmm. launch it there but the goal is to have the posh and popular fashion and beauty collective just continue to grow so when the summit happens there's more to look forward to yeah because now everybody will be excited to see each other Mm -hmm. be a big community so um that's my goal that's that's the plan so those are the two things that um i haven't done that i'm most looking forward to doing
0: okay we love an expansion. So that's <laughs> um, this is a question that I ask everyone. Mm-hmm. So what does it mean for you to be a damsel in Detroit? Mm.
1: What does it mean to me to be a damsel in mm-hmm. Detroit? It just means being, you know, a posh and popular girl yes. who <laughs> aimlessly walks around and enjoys her social circles and the people around her. Mm-hmm. And finding the beauty in everything. Um, Being a damsel in Detroit means never meeting a stranger. Mm -hmm. um, And always up for an adventure. Yeah. I'm a damsel. You are. I'm not in distress. No. I'm just in Detroit. Just in Detroit. (laughs) Having a good time. (laughs) Being your posh
0: and popular self. We love it. Um, and lastly, where can people connect with you on social and on the web? So if they want to just stay connected with all things Kim and Posh and Popular, where do they go? They can go to com. Mm-hmm.
1: Literally every website you type will lead you to Posh and Popular. Yes. So whether you type shopposhandpopular.com, PoshandPopularSummit.com, PoshandPopular.com, mm-hmm. that's where you can find me. Um, social media, at posh and Popular and my personal page, which I have the most fun on, <laughs> uh, Kimberly M Dobine, um, Facebook the same. Mm-hmm. If you type in Kimberly M Dobine or Postion Popular, you will find me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mo- I engage most on Instagram, so definitely find me there yeah. and uh, subscribe to the website. We're going to be doing a lot more this year. I'm just really excited, you know. Wanna do different things. Wanna again do things that resonate with me. I did a whole music review this year. Like something I've (laughs) never done on my blog. But Mm -hmm. it's like it's mine. I can do what I wanna do, right? Mm -hmm. So just showing people you can do whatever it is you want because it's yours. When you build it, when you create it, it's there for you to grow and manifest whatever it is God has for you. Mm-hmm.
0: Can't nobody yeah. tell you nothing. Yes. Okay. <laughs> thank you so much. This was fun.
1: Yes, thank you for having me, Evan. I really appreciate this. Like This was so fun. This was yeah. a good conversation. You are a good moderator thank and you. host. Great questions. I had a ball. Thank
0: you. Well, you know, when you're looking for somebody to lead you, uh, your panel discussion, oh, you just give me a call. Listen, okay.
1: you ain't said nothing but a word because okay. I don't want to lead nothing. I got in you. 2021. Do you understand? I got the you. The only thing I want to do is say, hey. Right. You're listen. never sitting down. <laughs> never. I think you
0: deserve to like. I, I enjoy sit down. your production.
1: <laughs> this year I said I really want to sit down. Mm-hmm. So, yes, maybe you can help me pick some more Uh, moderators too yeah I got you
0: (laughs) Um, well as always guys thanks for listening I want you to remember that Detroit girls do it better and I won't be back next week because I'm taking some PTO yes but the week after be back in this thing so bye